questionable trips for congressional staff. The Marketplace Morning Report is produced in association with the University of Southern California. From American Public Media in Los Angeles, I'm Mark Austin Thomas. For the past year, Marketplace has worked with the Center for Public Integrity and Northwestern University's Medill School of Journalism to investigate congressional travel. Public documents show that from 2000 through mid-2005, Capitol Hill staffers accepted nearly 17,000 worth of free trips, almost $30 million. As Marketplace's William Kistner and Steve Hinn discovered, many of those trips clearly violate ethics rules designed to limit the abuse of power. Here's Steve Hinn. House will be in order. Mr. Speaker. Lawmakers get the airtime, but much of the real work on Capitol Hill gets done late at night, far from C-SPAN's cameras. It's done by high-ranking congressional staff. They're more than gatekeepers. They shape policy, write their bosses letters, speeches, even write bills. Lobbyists in Washington court staff passionately. Your job, uh, particularly a chief of staff to a senior member of the leadership, is uh, like being a senior member yourself. Bill Paxson is a lobbyist and a former member of Congress. He says privately sponsored trips are essential. Staff have a responsibility, I believe, to travel, to attend conferences, to network with organizations that can then help build the pressure to pass legislative initiatives. But Ken Bohm, chairman of the conservative National Legal Policy Center, says these trips are unseemly. Let's be candid. Uh, these folks are not paying for trips for staffers and members of Congress because they have extra money and they can't think of anything to do with it. Staff travel has received little scrutiny until our team spent more than a year sorting through 25,000 disclosure forms. We found special interests spending tens of millions of dollars buying FaceTime with congressional aides, with almost no oversight. Ken Bohm says bankrolled trips provide a lifestyle many staffers can't afford. They'll be treated like royalty. They'll be uh, wined and dined. And, and it's meant to influence the official behavior of Congress. That's exactly what the rules sought to prevent. Take the case of Randy DeLay, a lobbyist. Randy is the younger brother of Tom DeLay, the former majority leader of the House of Representatives. On Capitol Hill, Randy was wired. In 2002, he set out to influence a $300 billion highway bill. So he invited two key congressional staffers to a celebrated resort in Hot Springs, Virginia, the homestead. A magical place of magnificent beauty. One important staff member, Ruth Van Mark, was in the midst of coordinating the Senate's highway bill. The other was Raga Elam, a top transportation committee lawyer. The staffers spent the weekend with Randy DeLay's client, a group of firms seeking $1.6 billion in federal money to build a privately operated toll road in western Virginia. This trip was blatantly against congressional ethics rules. Sponsored travel is allowed for official business, but lobbyists are not allowed to pick up the tab. Randy DeLay did not respond to repeated requests for comment. I think Congress has proven it has a total inability to monitor itself. Melanie Sloan runs the Center for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, a liberal watchdog group. There is absolutely no consequence for violating the rules. Ruth Van Mark reported on her official disclosure form that DeLay's firm paid for her trip. The Senate Ethics Committee did nothing. Raga Elam left the sponsor blank. Both staffers told Marketplace DeLay's firm paid for their trips. Documents show members of Congress and their staff reported more than 90 other trips sponsored by lobbyists. And in no case did the House or Senate Ethics Committee take public action. One of the problems I see with the new lobbying reform bill is that they're talking about having new rules, but if you don't enforce the rules you've got, who cares what your rules are? 
Last fall, the highway project delay was pushing received $142 million in federal funding. More than a year earlier, taxpayers for common sense dubbed the project one of the most wasteful in the nation. In Washington, I'm Steve Henn for Marketplace and American Radio Works. For more information, check out our website, marketplace.org. More than a year ago, we aired a special report, Power Trips, an investigation into the outsized influence that free travel for lawmakers has on the political process. Today, the sequel, Power Trips, Congressional Staffers. Marketplace, along with a team from the Center for Public Integrity and Northwestern University's Medill School of Journalism, have sifted through 25,000 disclosure reports filed by legislators and their staffs. Those documents show that between 2000 and the middle of last year, people who work on Capitol Hill took more than 23,000 trips, all expenses paid. Total cost, almost $49 million. The trips gave the companies footing the bills access to powerful members of Congress and often their key staff. Marketplace's Steve Henn begins our report in San Diego. It's the home of the biggest sponsor of congressional staff travel, a defense contractor you might never have heard of. General Atomics makes the Predator, a satellite-controlled airplane that looks like an upside-down flying spoon. Its 25-foot wings are so light you could lift them with one hand. But this delicate craft is lethal. The plane became famous after the CIA used it to assassinate terrorism suspects in Afghanistan and Yemen. President Bush wants to use it to track down illegal aliens as they cross the U.S. border from Mexico. Congress says the Predator is an indispensable tool in the war on terror. But when it was first built, the Pentagon wasn't interested in it. Neil Blue, General Atomics chairman and part owner, says GA took a big risk developing these planes. The uh, Predator B, as well as the uh, C, which has some stealth characteristics, have been developed totally on GA's nickel, not as a result of government-funded contracts. And these planes aren't cheap. A stripped-down version of the Predator will set taxpayers back more than $2.5 million. Once it's tricked out with high-tech imaging systems and weaponry, the price tag can triple. Though there's a need for these planes, they have a spotty performance history. In 2001, Pentagon inspectors found the plane couldn't reliably identify targets. Pilots say it's hard to fly and easy to crash. Nevertheless, the Air Force announced in March 2005 it wanted to spend $5.6 billion on Predators. So just how did General Atomics land these deals? General Atomics executives say they make a good plane and they're working to make it better. They also work very hard to sell it. General Atomics is by far the largest corporate sponsor of free congressional trips. It spent more than $660,000 to send members of Congress and their staff on 86 trips all over the world. The vast majority of these trips went to congressional staffers. By contrast, the company's rivals like Boeing and Northrop Grumman, which were about 30 times larger, spent less than $60,000 combined. Under House and Senate ethics rules, congressional staffers can accept these trips as long as members of Congress they work for approve them and the travels related to the staffers' official duties. Marketplace found that all of the trips paid for by General Atomics were legal and followed congressional ethics rules. For the company, these all-expense-paid trips have become a key part of the way it does business, both abroad and with the U.S. government. I'd rather have them buy uh, predators without our having to talk to so many people to try to be convincing, but that's just not the real world. Lyndon Blue is General Atomics vice chairman and part owner. If you, if you have something, you have, to, you have to sell it. 
And that's why in March of 2005, General Atomics flew eight high-ranking congressional staffers to the Melbourne Air Show. The Australian Air Force was prepared to spend $1 billion to buy unmanned planes. Susan McGill, who was then Chief of Staff for Senate Armed Services Committee Chairman John Warner, went along. McGill, who declined to speak on tape, told Marketplace the group met with the head of the Australian Air Force, but, quote, we did not push the predator. When Marketplace asked Tom Cassidy, the CEO of General Atomics, what this trip was all about, he didn't mince words. Trying to sell predator bees to Australia. Susan McGill's week-long trip to Australia with her husband cost General Atomics more than $26,000. Cassidy said the company used congressional staffers as a complement to its international sales force. They're useful, very helpful, in fact. Uh, when you go down and talk to the government officials, have congressional people go along and, uh, you know, and just discuss the capabilities of Predator B with them. Supporters of the practice say it helps American firms compete with foreign companies. But the Predator's only serious competitor for the $1 billion Australian deal was another U.S. company, Northrop Grumman. Northrop was at the Melbourne Air Show, but didn't bring along any congressional staff. Dennis Thompson, a professor of government ethics at Harvard, says these trips raise a red flag. General Atomics clearly wants to send the message that if you buy uh, from us, uh, the U.S. government will be pleased. The message that it also sends, I'm afraid, is that the way we do business in this country is kind of cronyism and special favors. But sponsors of these trips value staffers equally for the influence they have at home. Well, staffs can be extraordinarily effective in, in persuading you and how you vote. Former Republican Congressman Bill Whitehurst served on both the Armed Services Committee and the Ethics Committee. Uh, I recall when I first went on the Armed Services Committee, and that was a staffer, and, and this man was so knowledgeable about uh, defense research uh, projects that the first year I was on the committee, I just found myself being led by him. During just two weeks in March of 2005, high-ranking congressional staff accepted more than a quarter of a million dollars in free trips to Italy and Australia from General Atomics. Two months later, the House quadrupled the Air Force's purchase of the Predator B at a cost of more than $210 million. Beth Daly is the director of investigations at the Project on Government Oversight, an independent Pentagon budget watchdog. Why do big, fancy trips seem to be driving the decisions about Pentagon spending rather than what the military really needs? Daly worries the government is buying predators before all the bugs have been worked out. Yet year after year, Congress orders up more of these planes than the Pentagon has asked for. In Washington, I'm Steve Henn for Marketplace and American Radio Works. If you're curious about which congressional offices are the most frequent travel guests of General Atomics, we've got that on our website. It's marketplace.org. Today we bring you another in our series of investigative reports called Power Trips. Marketplace and American Radio Works have spent the last year looking into tens of thousands of free trips handed out to lawmakers and their staffs, trips paid for by special interests. Today we go beyond the public records to the fishing pond. Each summer, top lawmakers head to one of the nation's most exclusive and expensive fishing resorts. Casting their lines alongside the politicians, a select group of energy executives. 
Today, a look at who's paying for these trips and the access they provide, and whether lawmakers are properly reporting the private funding they accept to, to attend the event. From Washington, Steve Henn reports. Every August, some of the most powerful members of Congress pack their gear to go fishing at an exclusive resort nestled on an island deep in the Alaskan bush. Speaker Hastert is a great fisherman, loves fishing. Red Cavaney is not in Congress, but he's a regular on the trips. So is Senator Kit Bond, a Missouri Republican. He enjoys sitting out there, pole in hand, cigar in mouth, uh, having the time of his life. And he does uh, more than his fair share of catch out there. It's an experience most people could never afford. The lodge where the trip takes place is called Waterfall, and it costs almost $1,000 a night. The annual fishing event has been going on for more than a decade. Wayne Leong was a fishing guide at Waterfall for 17 years. It's a five-star resort. The guests, I mean, they, they'll have like Dungeness crab, oysters, uh, uh, white-spotted shrimp, uh, prime rib, uh, rack of lamb, and, you know, that kind of stuff. Marketplace has identified at least 10 prominent members of Congress who've attended at various times in the past decade. The trip's an opportunity for the energy industry's top brass to mingle with an assortment of America's most powerful public servants. So who else joins the party? High-ranking executives from British Petroleum, Amoco, Marathon, Oil, and dozens of other firms. Oh, and Red Cavity, who you met a minute ago. Cavity's the president and CEO of the American Petroleum Institute, the oil industry's top lobbying group in Washington. Cavaney says no energy industry second stringers get onto the island. Our top people go. We do not send uh, somebody who can't make decisions, can't speak for the organization. So it's, it's really, it's the people who can sit down and understand, talk about an issue, and if they want to give some advice, you know it's the right advice from that organization. The yearly event is organized to benefit a charity supported by Alaska's Republican governor and former U.S. Senator Frank Murkowski and his wife. The charity, called the Waterfall Committee, raises money for breast cancer prevention and treatment programs. Cavaney was an early supporter. Its focus is to travel to the rural parts of Alaska, which mostly are not uh, accessible by road, and to deliver uh, inspections and care uh, to the residents in those kind of areas. The oilmen and other executives contribute thousands of dollars to attend the fishing trip with lawmakers. All the proceeds end up going to this very worthy cause, so it's a a win-win. The charity does benefit, but critics say those who give the money have other priorities in mind. They say this event allows special interests to lavish free vacations on influential members of Congress. Providing money to breast cancer or any other worthy cause is, of course, laudable. Francis Hill is a nonprofit tax expert at the Campaign Legal Center, a Washington watchdog group. But the fact that an organization does one thing that's laudable does not excuse the marketplace in private access that is being created at this kind of an event. To avoid that trade and private access, both the House and Senate banned lawmakers from accepting free trips to recreational charity events like this one back in 1996. Marketplace has obtained a letter from the Senate Ethics Committee to then-Senator Murkowski forbidding senators from accepting free travel or lodging to attend this fishing tournament. Mr. Murkowski declined to comment. His wife, Nancy, sits on the Waterfall Committee's board. She told Marketplace that most public officials who attend the event pay their own way. But when asked who paid, Mrs. Murkowski did not respond. And Marketplace has found that at least three lawmakers accepted free trips in violation of congressional rules. Former Senator Phil Graham of Texas, for example, reported the charity spent thousands putting him up.
And after questions from Marketplace, Senators Kit Bond and Michael Enzi acknowledged they accepted prohibited travel and lodging and said they would likely reimburse the charity. Francis Hill. There's nothing wrong with the energy industry. They are free to lobby, but they should not be able to use a charity to have this kind of high-quality, multi-day, prolonged access to members of Congress to whom they are providing a kind of vacation that perhaps many members could not afford on their own. Senators Bond, Enzi, and Graham are not the only lawmakers who may have run afoul of congressional ethics rules. After an exhaustive search of congressional and campaign records, Marketplace could find no disclosures revealing who paid for the travel and lodging expenses for two of the most powerful men in Washington, Speaker Dennis Hastert and former Majority Leader Trent Lott. Not every failure to file or misfiling is a crime. Stanley Brand is a criminal defense attorney in Washington who specializes in government ethics. Brand says filing omissions can be serious. What is a crime is an intentional failure to file when the purpose for that is to conceal some relationship or quid pro quo. No one suggested an explicit quid pro quo here, but the lobbyists and executives who attend this event every year have an array of issues on Capitol Hill. For example, in 2000, a bill to deregulate the electric industry was moving through Congress. That summer, executives from two electric companies flew several lawmakers to Murkowski's annual charity fishing tournament on their private corporate jets. This has nothing really to do with charitable exempt purposes and everything to do with private vacations for members of Congress and private access for lobbyists representing special interests. Since 1999, Speaker Dennis Hastert has returned to Waterfall Resort almost every year, according to the resort's staff. Last year, he used almost $25,000 from his political action committee to pay for the trip. How he paid during the other years is unclear. It's possible that Speaker Hastert and Senator Lott financed their trips themselves. Marketplace asked the lawmakers repeatedly through emails, phone calls, and hand-delivered letters. But neither Hastert, Lott, nor their staffs answered our questions. In Washington, I'm Steve Henn for Marketplace and American Radio Works. And you can head to Marketplace.org to see pictures of Speaker Hastert and Trent Lott at the Waterfall Resort. You can also search our database of trips reported by members of Congress. Our report is in cooperation with the Center for Public Integrity and Northwestern University's Medill School of Journalism. 